You're listening to episode number 25 of the Obsessive Creative Podcast. This is a community of relentless creators, and here we talk about what it's like to be compelled and obsessed to create work that matters. I'm your host, Luke Cleland, and you can stay up to date on all things obsessive and creative by following me on Instagram at LukeWTCleland. Let's get into the show. (laughs) It has been so long. I'm so sorry that I have fallen off the map. Uh, I just looked at when I posted the last episode and it was two months ago. What even happened? Uh, I'll tell you what happened. Life got crazy. I'm a wedding photographer and I also do lifestyle photography. And as you may have guessed, it was pretty quiet uh, in terms of work this summer uh, during everything that's been happening with COVID. And then when the restrictions here in Toronto kind of opened up to allow weddings again and shoots were beginning, that it got crazy. Uh, And I've never done the podcast through a wedding season. Um, I've never done the podcast when I had normal work going on. I only did it... the majority of the time that I was doing this podcast was last winter and then it was going into COVID into like a lockdown early in the spring and all that stuff. So I had lots of extra time. And then, yeah, when things started to ramp up this fall, it got so crazy that I wasn't able to keep up with the podcast. So I've been in the process of figuring out ways of how to continue doing this podcast when I have my uh, regular work going on. Thinking through that process and and talking to some people, I think I think I have some exciting things that I'm going to try with the podcast. Um, uh, And one of those things is I think I'm going to I think I'm going to break up the podcast into seasons. So I figured that this is episode 25 and this was a good place to finish season one of the Obsessive Creative Podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with Alyssa Guerrero today. I think she unknowingly uh, hit so many of the things that I've talked about Uh, over the past 25 episodes and in some ways I think this is such a great conclusion to this little section of podcast episodes. I hope you enjoy the season one finale with Alyssa Guerrero. Thank you so much for being with me on the podcast. Yay thanks so much for having me. It's gonna be so fun. I am yeah we Alyssa and I went to school together many many moons ago and um I'm really excited to catch up with you and talk to you about your your creative journey. I think you have. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be really good. Good talk today. Um, I think you have some really good thoughts about creativity and what art can do for you. Um, and so I'm excited to get into that. So, Alyssa, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and also kind of like where your your creative journey started. OK. You can start back wherever, as far back as you want to. Yeah, well, um, I I really was always creative, like even as a child. I remember I was always coloring. I was always like making toys out of paper. (laughs) Um, So like my mom really saw that in me and I never... I never had the chance to take art classes or anything, but she really um, fostered that creativity in me um, in ways that she could, because I was homeschooled. So I, um, 
didn't have the chance to, you know, go to art school and or go to an art class in school. Yeah. So once it was time for me to go to college, then she really encouraged me to do something creative. I actually really needed that push from her because like even when I was a kid, I I always said, oh, I want to be an artist. But then once I got older, you know, like the practicality of that kind of gets in your head. Started to sink yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was actually, I didn't even start school. Like my first year I was just doing general classes, but not even with the, I was still trying to figure out what to study. And then finally, like my second year came and I decided that I was going to pursue something creative. That's when I decided to do graphic design. And uh, that's where I met you. you sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, quick question. Do you think where you grew up influenced your kind of desire for art? Or like, because you grew up in a pretty cool place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Guam. And um, I really think so. Like, I think even just in my appreciation of beauty, um, like, I remember so many instances where, like, I would just be really inspired by the jungle that was around me. And like, I would play um, in the cliffs in my backyard around like the bougainvillea flowers or the banyan trees. And it was just really inspiring to me as a kid. And I, as a kid, I didn't even realize, you know, like I was getting such a thrill from it. But um, yeah, I think growing up in Guam definitely gave me that uh just like outdoor like exposure i feel yeah like. being outdoors in general i think is so good for our creativity um but but there it's like oh, wow i don't it's like uh, another level of like just stepping outside anywhere is like so impactful oh, yeah at least to someone who didn't grow up there <laughs> i feel like there's so much variety and interest so back to to school you um you're kind of like encouraged by your mom to really start pursuing art. Yeah. And so you finally started into graphic design. How did you get to like the graphic design part? It was really just like a whim, honestly, because at that point in my life, I had no clue what graphic design was or what it entailed. <laughs> I just knew, oh, it was something to do with computers and that was like it. <laughs> um, but so I guess that was like the practicality kind of came in to that decision because I was like, oh, well, if it uses computers, then surely like it's not, you know, it's kind of like a stepping or like not as bad as being like a real artist, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not as bad. Yeah. Like yeah. there's some practicality to it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so really in when I was in the graphic design program is when um, I just learned a whole lot. And, like, our program was great. Um, I love that, you know, we were required to take drawing classes and we were required to take painting classes. And that really just opened up my world, you know. Um, and even just gave me 
you know, the chance to develop those skills that like my mom saw in me from an early age, but like I was finally able to just learn from people that were so talented. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a whole world opened up to me. Yeah. And then I think like, you know, creativity like affects us. Um, and I think that especially a creative community is so important. Like, you know, like even early on, it's like your mom was your creative community. Like how cool is that? Like someone seeing your potential and encouraging you to be like, Hey, like what you're doing is good. Like keep going, Mm -hmm. which in some ways, like I wish, you know, social media would be that like in a perfect world. It's like, Oh, you just like get to connect with all these people and hopefully they encourage you, but they, but that doesn't, (laughs) it rarely happens. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so like kind of out of that, like what, how did kind of art impact you going forward after kind of like actually going into something that you had some affinity for? Well, after school, I worked in an agency for a while and that was, that was fine. That was like a really good experience for me. Um, But I think that even just working in that agency and in that environment made me realize that, like, I wanted to, I needed something else that I could, um, like, another outlet for, for me to express myself creatively. Because even though I was doing, you know, creative work in that agency, it wasn't, like, my creative work. It was, like, a client's. Um, Hmm. you know, going off a client brief. And so I think even when I was working in an agency, I started to do things for myself. Um, and I started to like outside of work or within it outside of work. Okay. Actually, that's when I started, um, paper loop troop, which was the greeting card company with Karen Yeah, and I think that was, I really needed something like that, something that I was excited about. And uh, yeah, so we did fair, the Indie Craft Parade, and that was just like the perfect creative outlet for me to do that. So yeah, so I started to letter, I started dipping my toes into illustration, because I really hadn't before. Yeah, I really did. I figured out during those years that I was at the agency that I really, it probably, like, it wasn't for me, the agency world. Um, And, yeah, it's, you know, in school we had the tools and the, the chance to learn all of these different techniques. But I think, like, after school is when, you know, I actually gave myself the chance to play more. So like, yeah, even though I had like one semester of illustration, it was really after that where I was like, okay, I guess I can like figure out what I actually like to do. And um, that was really freeing. Okay, so and out of that, like what happened going forward? Like <laughs> you tried to play, what what next? What happened? Um, actually a big part of my uh career shift was moving out here to California, um, from South Carolina. And I think it was really like a drastic decision. And I don't know if I would make this decision again, like 
if I could go back, but um, we moved out here and I just decided to go head first into freelancing. Um, I had like no contacts out here. Wow. Yeah, I, I really had like nothing going for me out here, but I knew that like, uh, I just knew that the agency life, like it just probably wasn't the best for me. And so, or didn't, wasn't a good fit for me. So I, I had the support of my husband and, um, I just did it. And, um, that's when I just started making art. I started lettering, I started illustrating and I just, it was really like a good opportunity for me just to keep creating things and like keep developing those skills. So. Yeah. And so, um, kind of going through that process, I know you kind of went through like a difficult time in your life. Was that like kind of this time, like when you started freelancing or like, was it kind of a result? Yeah, actually it's very closely linked to all of that because once I decided to jump into freelance, um, I really made like a good push for it in the beginning. Um, and freelance, it's so difficult. Like no one has like a guidebook for how to do it, you know, like, and, and I feel like everyone has a different experience with it too. And a lot of it is like luck, you know, having the right contacts or like someone finds out about them. And so it's never the same. I started out freelancing and just did everything. You know, I, I feel like, um, I did a lot of thinking over, oh, do I need to like just do design or is it bad that I do a whole bunch of things? Because when I first started out, I was offering design services. Um, I was offering to do illustration, offering to do lettering. And I guess just with that designer mindset, I was like, maybe that's not good for my brand. Um, there was just a whole lot of wrestling with that in my brain at, at the beginning. I just had a lot of things going. I tried a shop. Just It felt like I was just throwing things out there, you know, for the world. Yeah. Um, just be, like, like, please, something stick. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, looking back at it now, I probably, I don't know if I stuck with it long enough, but I felt like I was doing a lot and... I wasn't seeing any fruit from it. Mm. And um, so I think that's why I ended up feeling really down about myself and about my work. And I ended up becoming really depressed over that. Mm. And just the person that I am, I, I really let it be personal, you know, it was a very personal thing. And so, uh, I really felt like, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm. I, you know, I, there's something wrong with me. Um, there's something that I'm not doing right. Yeah. And art, like to begin with is so personal, like creative is so much of like your eye, like how you choose to do things. And right. Then, 
And then if you go through a time where you're like trying so hard and it doesn't work, like it's really easy to turn it on yourself and be like, it's because of me. Like I am the person that's no good. I am the part of the equation here. Yeah, it was maybe like two years ago where uh, I just hit this point in my life where I couldn't do anything but stay in bed and draw in my sketchbook. And um, I mean, looking back at it now, I feel like I was actually really lucky that I could even do that. Yeah, I kind of, at that point, I had stopped taking commissions and I wasn't active on Instagram and I wasn't updating my website and I really, all I was doing was sitting in bed and drawing. And it was just a really, it's just a point in my life where I can definitely look back and see how art was so good for me. Because even though like I had all of this internal turmoil, you know, I had this outlet where I could just let my, I don't know, let my hands just like move and, you know, just kind of intuitively create, you know, and it would, it just gave me the space to take my mind off of, you know, the fact that maybe I wasn't getting as much business as I wanted, you know, or just all the, all of these things that Hmm. I, you know, was feeling down about. And, and I actually, I filled a lot. I probably filled like three sketchbooks during that time. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's really crazy because, um, you know, I, I would tell my friends that, you know, that all I was doing was filling sketchbooks. You know, you would think that, oh, it's all gloomy in there (laughs) (laughs) because, because you're depressed. I don't know. Giving myself the space to explore color palettes. And I was actually really, um, insecure about my illustrating style like before all of that and so I actually was just gracious with myself and let myself like illustrate a bunch of things and which um, is it seems it's crazy that's so interesting because it's like the same thing like from at least from what I'm hearing it's like it's the same thing that made you feel so overwhelmed and it was probably one of the factors that really like you know made such a difficult time in your life is like this art on one side that is faced outwards to like putting on social media, putting to clients was like part Mm -hmm. of the problem. But the only seems like the only thing that switched was the expectation, like the expectation that this, like your drawing will probably like you're in bed lying there. This, like this page is just going to stay on this page and it's not going to go anywhere Mm. else. And it's like this massive difference of, of how art was influencing you. It's like one way it was like crushingly like full of pressure. Yeah. And this other way is like this, like uh, this open for like healing. Almost. Right. Yeah. I, you know, during school when I, I mean my, if I look back at my sketchbooks that I kept in college, I feel like they're so boring compared to the ones that I keep now. Like I remember, Um, you know, trying to keep my sketchbook like in a grid, you know, (laughs) or, um, yeah, (laughs) 
Um, and I would just be so hard on myself, like even in college. And so this, that time in my life where keeping a sketchbook was all I could do was really the first time that I learned to just let myself play and, you know, to give myself that freedom. And I think that's what sketchbooks are supposed to be. Right. But wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I had the same view of like sketchbooks. I don't remember if it was like in a class, but I remember I think we were they were like called like black books and it felt like yeah. this like it felt like this like press like this is what people are going to look through mm-hmm. after you've been successful or like I don't know, this crazy <laughs> idea where it's like there's no safe place. Like everything will be scrutinized and not that's yeah, not giving yourself a a place to like hide and play um is just crushing Mm -hmm. because yeah it you you end up making the most boring like things because you don't want to fail you don't want to fail even on your sketch yeah yeah uh you mentioned that you kind of were gracious to yourself like tell me more about that like what was that process of like thinking like when you first started did you like feel some anxiety about it or like how did you get yourself to actually play or was it just like kind of a mental game of like don't think about it (laughs) like how did you actually how did you actually get yourself to play you know I think it really was that shift in like the expectations that I had for myself like before like prior to this I felt like social media was the reason why I was doing things like oh, I have to look like I'm a busy freelancer, so I'm going to make this and put it up there. Um, And so when I had that shift, like I knew I wasn't active on social media and I wasn't going to be, so it was all for myself. And I think that's really where that sense of play came in. Like I I knew that I loved to illustrate, but um, until that time, I never just played with it and tried, you know, I never gave myself the freedom to try illustrating in different styles or, you know, oh, I'm not too confident in how I draw people. Let's do it now. You know, like you had, there's no, there's no room to improve on social media. Yeah. At least in some expectations, right? It feels like, oh, I can't draw people then I just can never drop it. Yeah. It's just like, you just have to like move on because uh, you can't put it in your portfolio piece mm-hmm. and it feels like you have to. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so, oh, it's so crippling for even photographers, like even where it's like, you know, I remember when I first started taking photos, like, well, I think I would put up so much crap on like uh, Facebook, like in, back in the day when you did like Facebook albums, I just like, toss things on there where there didn't feel like there's this expectation and then things shift from like oh I'm just sharing these like crazy things with my friends to like this is your brand um and if you don't have a a place a safer place to actually try things it's pretty crushing switching the pressure for you really changed things yeah um and so how do you think that helped you like what did that do for you as you were able to do more and more things as not having pressure, like what kind of happened next? You know, having the sketchbooks to even like go back through and like look through, I think was 
really good for my confidence. Like, cause I could, I had books on books of, you know, things that I would look back at and be like, wait, no, that's actually good, you know? And it really helped my confidence to know that I actually could do the things that I wanted to do. I think just giving myself that freedom made me, I just, it reminded me that like, I can't take things too seriously, you know? And I think that's why I like had that hard time too. It was like, I was just taking things too seriously. I wasn't allowing myself to play. I think it just gave me the chance to exercise those muscles, you know, exercise that creativity and let me have the chance to be brave with my work. Oh, I think it's just like this misunderstanding of what it takes to finally get to somewhere that Mm. is like worth being is it's full of non Instagrammable times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to become a good artist, if you want to become the creative that maybe you imagine yourself to be, there is a long journey of things that you're not going to Instagram or that is not popular to Instagram. Right. And I'm guessing it seems like you had this time, even though it was completely not what like you expected it to be or what you could Instagram or what you felt even comfortable sharing with, like not your friends or whatever people close to you was like. Uh, this is so much more of the artist's journey than what we see on social media. Yeah. Right? It's like mm-hmm. full of emotion and the difficult work of understanding and failing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it seems like those those books are kind of like memories of that. Yeah. That, at least part of that time. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's just another thing that I learned from that is that you know, I'm always going to have feelings of not being good enough, or I'm always going to have these points in my creative journey where, you know, I doubt my work or I feel like an imposter. <laughs> but um, like the those things are going to come and go. And I know that like from how long I've been doing this, like that's always going to be a constant but you can always push through it. And like, I think because of who you, who we are, like as creatives, we're always going to create. So I think just for me, that was a time where I could see those feelings just as feelings, you know, and that I would get through it. Another thing we said kind of before uh, we started recording was like, you know, things, especially like depression, aren't mm-hmm. things that we talk about really like it's it's coming becoming more um mm-hmm. common to talk about depression in society's general um but not really artists um which is funny because i think probably artists are probably some of the most people who are prone to it um right. why do you think it's important to talk about it and why do you think it's helpful to um talk about some of these things that are probably uh, like a lot of us are probably dealing with um or if they're not dealing with them now, they probably will. <laughs> so why do you think it is important to like talk about it? You know, I just really think there is power in knowing that other people have been where you're at. I guess for me, I'm really good at feeling all my feelings and creating like narratives 
for myself and my head. And I think it's really easy for me to get stuck in um, those thought processes that like are just not healthy. Um, so I think when you hear that other people are going through these tough things, then it just, it just helps you to feel, you know, not alone. And you, you really do, you can see how maybe you are telling yourself these things that aren't true. You know, it it gives you a chance. It just gives you more perspective. Well, and I think it's so helpful for like, I don't know, I think anytime someone's going through like depression or even like kind of like like artistic depression where it's like they, like I think there's definitely seasons in, in my life or people that I've known lives where it's just like my work is the worst and I hate this and I like I don't know what to do. And sometimes just like opening yourself up to people in your creative community and letting them know you're going through a difficult time is when they can be like, whoa, OK, that's your perspective. <laughs> But my perspective is this, like you're putting your like you have this like cycle of ideas about yourself and they just aren't true, you know, and being able to open yourself up um, to saying like, hey, this is what I'm going through often, way more often than not, is you'll find someone that says like, oh, my goodness, me too. Like I was thinking those same things and I was in the same spot um, <laughs> and and this is what changed or whatever. Yeah. I I think there's a lot of power in that, you know, just knowing that other people feel the same things um, and have been where you're at. So what would you say to someone that I think if if they are going through like a time where they they feel like they really want to create, they feel like they they just like feel stuck. They feel in the time where they're like throwing things against the wall and nothing sticking and they're in the like early part of the journey. I think I just say to stick with it, you know, like I think that if you love something enough, like if you have the drive to do something, at least like with me, like I can see how like a lot of the times I just needed to stick with it. And like, even though I would have these feelings of self-doubt or feel like I couldn't do it, like I just had to push past that and keep doing it, you know, because sooner or later those feelings are going to pass and like you can get through those feelings if you just stick with it and push forward. Tell us like a little bit about your work now. Like what what is kind of like why do you do why do you do the work you do now? Um and maybe like a little bit like behind of like your your why and your ideology behind your work. I, you know, I think I, I've always loved color. And I think just giving myself that space, like it, I think that's why like my sketchbooks just exploded with color. But um, actually in keeping those sketchbooks, I really discovered my love of pattern making. I would create color palettes uh, in my sketchbooks and I would work it out through patterns. Like I would do um, like lettering and illustration too, but a lot of it was like pattern making. And before then I hadn't really done a lot of that. That's actually one thing to come out of that is like now I'm really, I'm really trying to expand like my library of uh, surface pattern designs. 
try to do more work like that. And it's not a place that I would be at if it wasn't for that time. It was like this thing you didn't even realize you kind of liked. And was that so sorry, how you kind of found out about the patterns was what you just like did it once and you're like, oh, I like that. And it like it just kind of happened organically. Or how did you find out that you started to like patterns? I never tried to do it before. You know, it. I I guess it wasn't really on my radar. <laughs> like to me, it was like, oh, design, like graphic design and then illustration and lettering. And like that was it. <laughs> but I don't know when I gave myself the the space to play. That's just what I started doing. Um, And there were, I guess I was following a lot of artists who who made patterns. And so I think I had always seen their work and been like, huh, that's really cool. And I think just with creating color palettes, I feel like patterns are just such a good way of creating really cool or incorporating really cool um colors and color palettes so so it was like a good kind of platform to like put your colors into it was a really easy like yeah yeah connection point i guess like what are the lessons that you kind of like what are the kind of the big lessons that you learned just to kind of like wrap up like what are some things that you kind of still do today or like what have you like learned that you kind of incorporate into kind of your daily life as like an artist, designer, illustrator? I think just being able to take a step back and not take my work too seriously all the time (laughs) Um, was just huge for me. Eventually, yeah, I need to get all my files in order. And I, (laughs) you know, and that's, you know, that's when, yeah, I things do kind of need to be perfect. But even just giving myself freedom in my sketchbooks and just not seeing everything that I make as having to be like perfect (laughs) was just huge for me. And that's definitely something that Mm. has affected my process. Yeah, it seems to like unlock. It's so interesting because it's like here is like the same work that you were doing on one side was like paralyzing and then the same type of work on on like the other side of this like play mentality like opened up like its power kind of like it opened up like the power of creativity if you take the pressure off yourself and you're not like it i need to become this person or whatever yeah there is so much power in it like if you just give yourself freedom like there's magic You know, because if you're just so rigid all the time, you know, you miss out on the little like the happy accidents, you know, that happen when you're creating and making art. So, yeah, it was really huge for me to just give myself freedom and play and yeah, not not take my work too seriously. (laughs) You can find links to Alyssa's work in the show notes. And in terms of the next episode of the Obsessive Creative Podcast, uh, we probably will take a break for a little while uh, before the second season starts. 
Um, right now, I'm kind of thinking it's going to begin at the beginning of January uh, and go from there. And so thank you so much for listening this week. Thank you so much for listening through this first season of the Obsessive Creative Podcast. I've had so much fun uh, doing it and being here and talking with you and talking with guests. And I hope this season and I hope this episode encourages you to lean into who you are as a creative and do work that matters. And if you love the podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. It doesn't even have to be any words. Just a rating would be awesome. And until next time, stay obsessed.